Senior Life Journeys presents Carol Howell's Let's Talk Dementia, a podcast designed to help caregivers find knowledge, power, hope, and smiles in their dementia caregiving journey. Welcome to Let's Talk Dementia. Here is your host, best-selling author, Carol Howell. Well, hello, caregivers. I'm Carol Howell, and I'm glad you're joining me today for this episode of Let's Talk Dementia. As I sit here and look at my background, I see my wonderful fake Yeti thing is heavy, but I love it, right? It keeps everything so nice and cool. This has got my water in it that has doTERRA orange in it, I believe, one of the oils. You might think this is good for your loved one with dementia. Might not be. Let me tell you why. This is not at all what today's show is about, but um, it's what I want to talk with you about. And if you're listening to this, I am holding about a 32-ounce um, stainless steel mug here. And I like it because it keeps everything nice and cold, but I will tell you, it's heavy. And even though it's indented here in the middle where I can hold it, it's still a lot for my hands. I've had thumb surgery in the past. I call this my bionic hand. And sometimes holding heavy things is a problem. Now, your individual with dementia most likely is a senior citizen, and holding heavy things begins to be a problem. There it needs to be a handle on this, a gripper. If you can get one of these stainless steel mugs that has a, a handle on it, that's a great idea. Otherwise, maybe not so much. Then let's think about our folks with dementia, or really anybody. What are our preferences? Do we like our liquids really cold, like Carol does? I don't want it lukewarm. I want it either hot or cold and nowhere in the middle. But that may not be what your loved one with dementia prefers. So think about that. What is their preference? And make sure you're accommodating that. Hmm, well... Ah, that's a good sip of that drink. I do enjoy it. Believe me, I am fully hydrated, as evidenced by how many times a day I go to the bathroom. <laughs> but that is not at all what I wanted to talk with you about. It just got my eye. Everything in life seems to lead to my, my brain to think about dementia, and you get to hear about it. Well, I have the distinct privilege for the um, last eight and a half years to conduct church worship for folks with dementia. I did this in South Carolina when my mama was alive and she attended worship and she would often complain afterwards about what she didn't like about that particular service and what the preacher said that she didn't agree with. <laughs> to which I'm like, oh well, can't make everybody happy. Then we moved to um, Florida and I walked through the common area visiting my brother-in-law his assisted living about two weeks after he moved. And they were having this little church worship. And I said, would you like for me to play the piano for you, for your music? And they said, oh, yeah. Well, the next thing I know, I was playing the piano every Sunday. Then the next thing I know, the guy who was worship leader ceased being worship leader. And I was tasked with being worship leader and playing the piano, which is not easy. That's a lot to get done each Sunday. And I'm up and down and working with my folks who have dementia. I'm also the one who has to serve communion because our pastor, um, who is a resident there, is in a wheelchair and he can't get around. So Carol's got a lot to do on Sunday mornings, but it's all good. I enjoy it. You never know what's going to happen at a church service there. Um, sometimes it's just very, very interesting. So one Sunday there was a discussion about the origin of the song 
it is well with my soul. And one lady in attendance who lived there just told this wonderful story about how it went. And I'm standing there just smiling, going, oh, that's just wonderful, because I'm not entirely sure she had all the facts right, but who am I to argue with her? And then another person said, oh, no, that's not how it happened. It happened like this. And they proceed to tell their story. And then the lady goes, well, that's not right. And I'm going to tell you how I know that's not right. And Carol's standing there in the middle going, oh, my goodness, I do not know what to do about this. And so I got out of the situation somehow. Well, we, uh, a couple Sundays ago, were going around the room. Um, I asked them to tell me individually what they were thankful for. We had about 10 or 15 people, so we could do that. And this one lady said, I'm thankful that I had 15 children. Holy moly, she had 15 children for real? I said, good gracious woman, that's just amazing. Well, the next person to speak was the pastor. And I said, Pastor, what are you thankful for? He said, I'm thankful I did not have 15 children. <laughs> Isn't that funny? To which I said, amen, preacher. I am thankful I only have one, 15. I mean, kudos to you guys who do it, but it's not Carol. I, don't, I, I could not have done that. But it's just very interesting, the things that we hear. Um, the prayer requests sometimes are so far out there that, you know, there's just no way that story could be true. I think that then every once in a while I find out the story is true. But most of the time I'm thinking this story isn't true. So are we going to pray for a prayer request of something we know that's not true when we do our corporate prayer? Well, you know what? You can absolutely do that. You can mention it word for word, just like Mrs. Smith might have requested prayer. Um, for her mama that you know her mom there's no way her mom could be alive just mention it go ahead and say it just like she did because the good lord knows and he knows your heart he's not up there going i can't believe you're bothering me about this he's not doing that or you can just say and i want to pray for all the prayer requests that were mentioned today each and every one of them and not go into detail but what we would never want to do is go all right i'm willing to pray for about anything but you know your mama died in 1986 and i'm not praying for her of course, as I've told you before, we would never want to do that. And do we ever want to embarrass our folks ever, but especially among peers in a group setting or a church setting? Nobody wants that, so just don't do it. Um, this past Sunday, I was playing uh, the prelude music, and we were doing some Christmas music because I could still get away with doing Christmas. And this lady was just singing every word. And I said, why don't you lead the worship music for me and I'll play the piano. And she said, oh, I couldn't do that. I said, come on up here and we'll practice for today. So she came up and we practiced a little bit. And she goes, no, 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 I could just never do it. I could just never do it. And I'm thinking she did such a good job. If I could just encourage her to be a part of this. And I went, well, that's fine if you don't want to do it, but I could sure use your help. Well, I want you to know when it came time for service, and I said everybody turned to the first page of their bulletin, the words to our first song, which I think was all hell, the power of Jesus' name. I said, it's printed there. And she hopped up and she ran up front and just started singing it with me. So it was pretty neat. Church service with our folks with dementia, we never really know what's going to happen. But I just want to ask you this. When you go to your church, are you always sure what's going to happen there? Well, see, you think you are, but if you've got kids in front of you and one of them's got to be taken out because he's screaming a fit, and you've got somebody in front of you that's rummaging through their purse, hunting a pen, or worse yet, a piece of gum, they've got to unwrap, you hear rattle, 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 you, know, you never know what's going to go on, and that's just life. Life, church with folks with dementia, it's really very similar, 
We never know what's going to go on. We're maybe a little more accommodating because we realize what we're dealing with. But we should be like that in all of our life anyway. But our services are short, sweet, and to the point. <laughs> we're about 30, 35 minutes and bibbidi-bobbidi-boo, we're out of there. Um, but we do have good music, and if I do say so myself, and the sermon and um, time of prayer and um, time of thanksgiving. And it's important for our folks and it touches a part of their soul that needs to be touched. And I'm happy to be a part of that. I just pray each Sunday somebody doesn't get into an argument with the other person because you just never know, do you? <laughs> you guys have a great day. Plan on going to church this Sunday, okay? Senior Life Journeys presents Carol Howell's Let's Talk Dementia, a podcast designed to help caregivers find knowledge, power, hope, and smiles in their dementia caregiving journey. Welcome to Let's Talk Dementia. Here is your host, best-selling author, Carol Howell. Let's Talk Dementia would like to thank our sponsors, National Association of Veterans and Families. You can reach them at 800-352-2919 on the internet at www.navf.org. They speak veterans so you don't have to. And you tell them Carol sent you when you call to inquire about benefits for the veteran, the spouse of the veteran, or both. Editor Beth, you can find Ms. Beth Crosby at EditorBeth.com. She is amazing at looking at what you've written and making sure it represents you well. Find her at www.EditorBeth.com. And HD Imports, located on Flint Street Extension in Rock Hill, South Carolina. That's York County. 803-985-0985. They are there for the, hunt, the repair and maintenance of your Honda, Hyundai, Toyota, Kia. Tell them Carol sent you. Thanks for joining us today for Carol Howell's Let's Talk Dementia. To learn more about dementia, we recommend Carol's best-selling book, also titled Let's Talk Dementia. It's available on Amazon in paperback and Kindle versions. Be sure to like Let's Talk Dementia on Facebook and leave us